Okay, with Hashem's help, we're going to finish Torah Vav tonight. We're going to finish it. It's going to be great. So, up to the last paragraph. So, this is Reb Nassan, who, again, just really like bringing the Torah to life and just making it very, very practical. So, Reb Nassan's going back on a little bit of the very, very beginning of the Torah that speaks about when a person's at a low point, about how to come to the highest point. Right, again, when the person's at a very, very low point in their life, and about the Hashem, just like not feeling like they're in a good place, Rabbi Nassim is going back and explaining Rabbi Nachman about how to get <coughs> how to get back to the highest point. So he says, Mimim Vorlea, we're going to discuss Shaydea, the Mimim Vashasika, that through just the Mida of being quiet in a tough situation, and when Rabbi Nachman says something, there's so much depth to it. So there's two aspects of being quiet. There's the aspect of being quiet of, look, I, I don't need to answer this, right? You're talking about someone saying something embarrassing. And when your friend says something embarrassing to you, you're, you're not saying anything because you're like, look, I already know this part about me. Or it's not true, so I don't, I don't need to answer back. But there's also this aspect of, if something really does bother you, you just, you need to take a step back the first step is to to just take a step back because the first reaction in a tough situation is never going to be good it's just not it's not it's that initial that, that initial like surge of like energy and emotion it's just it's the first step is shasika to just take a step back and just sit quietly and say look you know someone said something that i'm not so comfortable with right now to just hold off for a little and then and I think it over a little bit, and okay, you know, then you can talk to the person, or you can get over it. Those are, those are the options, those are the two options. You have to either talk it out or get over it. You can't just bottle it up. You can't. Someone gave an example one time. I went to this seminar and they, they said that, you know, look, look at every single situation like, like, a, like a clown face. So you have, you know, you have like the big clown eyes and then you have the big red nose. So look at the big clown eyes as two different options when you get into a tough situation. So the first clown eyes, you could either talk it out or you could get over it. Because if you don't do either of those, then it just becomes this massive big red clown nose that just explodes in your face. And it's just a disaster. Clowns are disasters. That's what it is. So you need to do one of those two things. So it says, I did it so Look at that That through this, when someone says something embarrassing and you take a step back and you don't say anything to them and you're able to be makabal in that moment of what's happening, that is the first step to tshuva. Again, because we said tshuva is to just be able to be makabal the situation as is. That's the biggest step to tshuva, to just be open and honest. Okay, the person said something. Is this true? Is it not? I'm already aware of this. And you don't need to fight back and you sit quietly. And Hashem says that's the first step to tshuva. That is that is tshuva, and you're, you're on the path. That's the derech of tshuva. Shibachin is keser, and through that, you create this keser, you create this crown, this crown of uh, the ability to see yourself in a positive way, because this is the crown of self-introspection. This is the crown of self-worth, because self-worth comes from, I'm the one who values myself. I don't allow other people to decide my value and who I am. So we're taking this crown, and we're saying, I'm the king. I'm the one who makes these decisions. 
Ein Shams. Rabbi Nachman says, okay, sorry, Rabbi Nachman says, look, look where we discussed this earlier in the Torah. So we know the Mishnah in Masechah's Abba says, Kisiyag l'chach mishsika, that the siyag, the fence for chachma, you want to be a chacham, you want to be the wisest person. The way to do that is to shsika. To just be able to take a step back and just say, look, I'm just going to, you know, we're going to sit with this for a moment. To just be able to, to have to be makal the situation or just see how to handle this properly. That's what tshuva is. Tshuva is being able to be makal the situation. is giving an additional avoda that a person would do in these moments. Not only is there the avoda of self, of how to help oneself in these situations, Rav Nassim is saying that you have the koch right now. When a person says something embarrassing to you, that is the biggest symptom that that person is in a really low place. No one who feels good about themselves goes around saying negative things to people. No one. It's like in school. The kid who's acting out the most in class, they have the toughest life. They have the toughest situation going on in their life. There's no kid who's acting out and they have a perfect home. They have a perfect town. They have a perfect situation. When a person's acting out, it's the biggest symptom that there's something going on in their life. So I'm not saying that at that moment, that in the moment when the person is acting out at you, you now have the ability and you should be Dan Lakafskhus. You should take the situation and say, look, this person, I want to give them the benefit of the down the situation. So even if someone is literally arguing, embarrassing you, that you need to be able to be Dan Lakafskhus and just to be able to say, look, I don't need to answer to them because they're obviously struggling with something. I was speaking to a Weinberger one time and he said that there are situations when a person is literally mavazing you. So he said the Belzer Rebbe used to say that, you know, a person really only argues with you and comes at you when, when, when you're on their level. For the most part, no one like goes after someone that's on a higher level than them. You know, and no one embarrasses someone that's on a much lower than you, know, unless it's like a really, really, really like tough situation. For the most part, People on similar levels get in arguments. So one reported the bells are and in those situations, you either, you know, you feel like you're at the same level with the person, so you could either just knock that person down, or you just need to be able to elevate yourself above that person. And then once you do, you need to look down on them and have rachamim, and, and then through that, through that compassion, you, you, you end up elevating that person, and you, through this creation of a bond, the rachmanis, that's what the racham is. The womb, the woman just nurtures the child. So when you have Racham, you're literally nurturing that person. By days and then through that you're creating a crown for that person. You're saying, I'm I'm valuing you in a positive way. Because so many times we look for people's approval, but it's not always in the healthiest way. And people, you know, they also when sometimes when some when you go to someone for approval and you know someone's coming to you for approval. You feel good. You're like, oh, this is great. And you kind of want to keep that going a little bit. But what's the biggest chesed? When you show someone, you don't need my approval. Take the crown. This is, you know, you also have self-worth. So when you're down the kafschus, when you judge someone favorably and you try to understand their situation, you have a on them in that situation. When someone's arguing with you and fighting with you and embarrassing you and they're really coming out against you and there's even small, small situations. Someone doesn't hold the door for you. How could that guy not hold the door for me? 
whatever's going on in the person's life, he doesn't have the wherewithal to just turn around and say, hey, good morning, and hold the door for you. Small things. And you're down that person the cuffs close and you still smile at that person and say hi. It can elevate them. It can literally lift them up to the highest place. And you give them that crown of self-worth. Like the Medrash tells us. <clears throat> There's a mashal with one person. That there was one person who saw his friend who was making a crown. So Amalai said it. He said to the guy making the crown, Mishulmi, who's this crown for? Amalai said, oh, this is for the king. So the friend said, since you're making a crown for the king, every single stone, beautiful gem that you find, put it in the crown. So to every single Jew, every single person is a gem of Hashem's crown. Again, we're all children of Hashem. And Hashem looks at every single one of us in the most beautiful way, and He's done every single one of us the kafschos. So if we do that also, and we take every single person, and look at them like a gem, and we brush them off, and we say, look, you're beautiful. You have so much to offer the world. And we literally show them that, and they start seeing themselves that way. Sometimes they need someone else to show them. And they start seeing themselves that way. And you, you take that person and you make them into a kesser. You make them into that crown of self-worth. That's what you're doing. There's that, a Cardiner song on the Let's Make Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he picks it off and puts them around. Right? So, and you need to be able to find every single gem inside every single person and show them and show them and show them. You need to look for every little piece of zechuyos, every single piece of merit and positivity that you can find in a person, and you need to value them, and you need to build them up. You need to build up that person. And you need to be able to be done. You need to be able to judge every single person, every single part of every single person favorably. And that is the Kesser of Hashem. And ultimately, every single Jew creates the crown of Hashem. Where does Hashem get his self-worth from? Where He gets it from Klal Yisrael. So if we take every single Jew and we show them they're this beautiful gem that's going to be placed in Hashem's crown and they feel that, that's going to lead them to just the best and the most positive things in the world. There's a story with David Trank. Of David Trank, the book that came out about him, Just Love Them. He's an amazing, amazing mashpir. So he worked in a camp, and there was a, there was a kid in the camp who turned the lights on on Shabbos. So there's always one snitch. Always one snitch. So one kid went to Rav David Trank, and they said, you know, this kid turned the light on on Shabbos. So Rav David called the kid to his office after Shabbos, and the kid... He knew, he's like, I'm done. It was like, it was, it was a more yeshivish camp, so he thought, he's like, okay, I'm going to get kicked out, I'm not going to be invited back to yeshiva, and he's like, already just getting ready to go off the derech. The kid was just, he was done. He was getting ready. So he walks into the office, and then David says, hey, like, how's, how's it going? The kid's like, uh, you know, like, let's just get done with the small talk, it's good. So he's like, you know, you someone mentioned that the light in your bunk went on Shabbos. And I just tried telling them 
you know, this happens in my house also, where someone just bumps into the light. So I just wanted to tell you that's that's what I told them. That's that's what happened, right? And the kid's like, uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. I, he's like, yeah, you just you probably just didn't realize you just bumped into the light. And the kid like gets really uncomfortable and he starts walking out. And right before he walks out, he turns back to his other train and he says, "Hey, do you mind if we if we learn Hilchos Shabbos together?" And the rest of the summer, they learned every single day. Arab David took that one moment and he just said, look, I, you're better than, meaning, not even like you're better than this. It's, I know that you're, I know how good you are. I know that like your, your etsum, your essence is so good. And he just elevated this kid to the point that the kid is like, yeah, well, like, I am better. Like, maybe I just don't understand Uncle Shabbos. And the David Trang knew the kid just obviously doesn't understand Uncle Shabbos because if he did and he knew how beautiful Shabbos was, he wouldn't even think or want to or even come close to turning the line up. So Rav David Trang was able to just elevate this kid. That's why Chazal tell us that you need to be able to judge every single person table and every single part of every single person. That through being able to judge every single person so that you're able to sit quietly when a person embarrasses you. Because you find a zechus in that person when they're embarrassing you. And everyone knows of Nachman's Torah, Reish Pei Beis. And people look at that Torah and they say that you need to be able to find, even within the lowest points, a kaf zechus. How could you find a zechus in the lowest point? How could you do that? There's a story with the Vorker and the Rishna, they were friends. The Vorker was known to be very calm all the time. All the time. I think we only have six Torahs from the Vorker and one that I think it's the Sefer State Sufim. Not State Sufim. I forgot the name of it, but it's I think there's only six Torahs from the Vorker. And then the Rishner was very, very passionate and fiery. So one time the Rishner came into the Vorker and he was like, he's like going on about something. Very, very passionate. And the Vorker's just sitting and listening in this very calm way. And the Rishner just says to him, how are you like this? <laughs> he just, he's like, how are you so calm? So the Vorker Rebbe says, I, I have an answer. I, I, you know, I know. Because he kept telling he kept telling the Rishner. The Rishner was like, you know, getting a little like passionate about it, it, about something. And he was like getting fired up. And the Vorker is like, it's fine. He's like, what, what do you mean this is fine? How is everything always fine? It's fine. How is everything fine? So the Vorker said, when I was younger, so when I was like 15, 16 years old. So my Rebbe was a David Lulliver. And the David Lulliver and I would very often go on trips. You know, David Lulliver would go speak in a certain town. So I would go and I would escort him and I would be the Shamish. So one time, David Lulliver and I are going to a town. And the wagon's pulling up into the town. And David Lulliver says to me, you know, we park at like you know the, the entrance of the town. And Rabbi Oliver says, "Okay, you know, Rabbi could you could you go out and just kind of see like where we're staying, where where the shul is?" So I get out, and right when I get out, this woman starts yelling. At this point, I was 16, 17 years old. Starts yelling, "He's back! He's back! He's back!" And I like turn around, I'm like who's back? It's my first time in the town, and all of a sudden. Within seconds, I see seven, eight guys running towards me. 
and they just start punching me and throwing me to the floor and holding me down and, and she's coming and they're just kicking me and her velvet lullaby runs over it's like what are you doing so like, this is my this is my tom it's my student so it's the lord said listen it's pulling people off of me and the woman starts yelling he's back my husband's back my husband left me years ago he left me in aguna he didn't give me a gift the whole town's been waiting for him to come back for years. And the Yitzhak worker says, he's like, I got up. I double over, he's like, this isn't your husband. And all of a sudden, the woman was so embarrassed. And all the town, everyone's looking down at their feet. Yitzhak worker said, and it's like, at that moment, I just looked at him and I said, it's okay. I forgive you. So, so the woman's like, how could you forgive me? We just all, we just all beat you up. We just, we just embarrassed you. Like, you didn't beat me up. So like, you beat up your husband. You thought I was your husband. This had nothing to do with me. There was just a big misunderstanding. And it's like Vorka looks back at the Rishner and said, I took that story with me for the rest of my life. Any time that there was an argument or there was a situation, I just knew there has to be something else that's causing this. That was the saying about himself. He said that any time. Any time that there was an argument that that Ritzik work got and since that moment he knew, he said it has to be, there's something else going on here. There's something else going on here. And if we just got to the bottom of it, there would be there would be peace, there would be shalom. So Ritzik Vorka said I was able to look past every single argument. No, everything's really fine. It's just there's something getting in the way right now. So here also when a person's embarrassing you and really like going at it and doing something so like difficult, it's like how could a person be like this? There's obviously something going on in that person's life that's making them do this. And if you're able to just say, look, there's something going on, and able to have rachman on them, and they're able to be down in the kafskus, and able to say, look, they're obviously doing this for a specific reason, and you're able to look at them and smile and look past all the the dirt and the, and the toughness, and to just find an akuda tov in that person, you're able to say, you're able to push all the dirt away and say. Look how much value you have and give that person a kester and give that person their own self-worth to be able to stand on their own defeat. That's the biggest tova. Right, sorry. Because according to that person, I'm not saying when a person embarrasses you, they think, no, I need to embarrass this person. There's something going on in their life that they feel they need to embarrass a person to feel good about themselves. And And when you are done that person the kafskus, you create a kesser, you create a crown of self-worth for this person that you're giving to that person. And all of this comes from the ability in this, in this situation to just sit quietly and be makabal the situation and take a look at the situation through this lens, through this positive lens to be able to look at yourself and say, I have self-worth, I'm not going to let this person affect me in this way and then also to be able to look at that person and say they're obviously struggling and to give that person the self-worth and give that person the kesser and then through that we become our best selves and we also help other people become their best selves okay